Finds a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What's up, Packers fans? Welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter, at Jason Perrone. You can find Game On Wisconsin, at Game On WI. Happy week before the draft. We're getting closer and closer to the end of mock draft season. And of course, the best part about the draft is once it's over, there's like mocks for next year that come out already, right? But we've only been looking at and having and reading a thousand mock drafts. So I thought I would incorporate that into a little bit of today's show. No, I am not going to do my own mock draft. You don't want that. You don't want that. I'm not a draft guru by any means. I don't delve and dive into a lot of that stuff. Uh, I have. I don't mind doing it. It's just not really my my thing. But I do want to go over a couple of, of premier or bigger mock drafts that I saw. I'll break some of those down to make a point later about the draft and mock drafts. But first, and this has obviously already been talked about, Sammy Watkins signed with the Green Bay Packers last week, and that's been broken down and talked about a bunch. I didn't get a chance to talk about it because it happened after last week's slants came out. And so my quick take on the whole thing is that the Sammy Watkins signing really didn't do anything for me personally other than the Packers added a guy who was a name at one time who can who will give, the, give them a, a few decent games this season at, at this point in his career. He's not going to play a full season. He's going to miss time. He's going to miss games. He he can't stay healthy. And so this, this doesn't really solve any of the holes at receiver for the Packers. So this was just kind of a meh signing to me. I mean, you, you could do worse, but it's not as exciting. And, and listen, who knows? I mean, Sammy Watkins, there's a lot of names out there at wide receiver. Jarvis Landry's still out there. Julio Jones is still out there. Odell Beckham Jr. is still out there, for example. Big names that are, are going to sound more exciting. Who knows? Who knows who's going to make a big impact this season on their team and sign and go where? But the, the Watkins signing to me really just, it's like, okay. You know, I, I guess they signed, they brought in somebody. That's great. You know, they, they didn't last year. We Emmanuel Sanders was floated around. Once again, Odell Beckham Jr., might he sign with the Packers when he became available or, or or end up going there? He didn't. Jarvis Landry. Names like that. Will Fuller always get attached to the Packers. Uh, but on Friday, the big show, uh, radio show, kind of t- talked about an interesting theory and opined that maybe the Packers added Watkins to, to just kind of try to keep teams away from jumping them in the draft. Jumping the Packers. You know, like, hey... We don't have as big of a need anymore, so don't jump past us to get a receiver because we may or may not take one now. We have Sammy Watkins. Hmm. I don't know that Sammy Watkins is necessarily going to uh, strike fear in the heart of anybody and make anybody think the Packers have solved their wide receiver issue. And I don't know that the Packers would do that. I can see some teams doing that in the NFL. There's some some organizations that would absolutely do something like that just for that purpose, but uh, not the Packers. I, I mean, I think they clearly have plans for Watkins, but again... They can't possibly be counting on him to beat all of the odds and play a full season this year. So you don't 
you haven't replaced Devontae Adams because you can't. You haven't replaced Marquez Valdez-Scantling at all. So what, you know, what is he going to do? I don't know. It's, I'm going to be very interested to see what kind of things they have him doing in, in practice, training camp, preseason, all that kind of stuff. If he's still healthy and if he's going to be on this team and make the team. I know these all sound silly. I mean, right now the Packers can't afford for him not to make the team. If you look at the depth chart at wide receiver right now, but uh, because he's better than Amari Rogers and, and everyone else behind Rogers on the wide receiver depth chart, but I wouldn't even put Watkins ahead of Randall Cobb and Cobb at this point should be about the fourth guy in your depth chart in an ideal world. So this move again, doesn't really change my opinion. Wide receiver has to be a huge focus in the draft for Green Bay. Now that doesn't mean that it has to be the sole focus and that they have to take all use all their first round picks or trade up and splash in the in the early first round for a big receiver. Many are wanting two receivers in round one, and we've talked about it before. And that that doesn't at all fit with what the Packers have done historically across the last two GMs in the first round. Doesn't mean they won't this year. And Brian Gutekunst has done all kinds of things. So I, I absolutely don't think history is telling us anything at this point, but it, it would be significant in the fact that it's been two decades since the Packers have done that. Drafted a receiver in the first round. So they've got five picks in the first two rounds. But again, as I've said before, it's about feeding the next three years, maybe even beyond every draft. It's never about that season. So he can't be short-sighted and just draft for 2022. The Packers have to stay competitive. And I think they have to try to, to continue staying competitive through some pending changes. And that's the key. You look at the quarterback position as the obvious low-hanging fruit there. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, you're going to turn it over to Jordan Love or you're going to do something else at quarterback if Love is gone for some reason. And the question is, would you rather focus solely on this season in the draft, still not win at all. And then you don't have the type of assets that you need to better transition if you are changing quarterbacks or other key positions. Or would you rather ensure that the defense is really strong, for example, and that helps during a quarterback transition because the offense doesn't have to score as many points because the defense is locked down. Or even having a few extra skilled players on offense ready to contribute, and that helps avoid a full rebuild? I think we, I think the answer there is obvious because we don't want to have to suffer through any more seasons like 2018 or 2008, 2005. The outliers. I haven't had many of them. Really have nothing to complain about, but we don't want to have to go through those. If you can avoid it, I think we would prefer to do that, right? Prefer to have a competitive team that can get in the tournament Make some noise because you never know. You get in the playoffs, good things can happen. Even if you're the last seeded team, it doesn't matter. Get in and see what you can do. So I said at the top of the show that I was going to talk about some mock drafts. So what I did was I went online and I looked up some of the top, what I think are mock drafts from very reputable sites. I won't say who they are, where they're, where they're from. Uh, to avoid any bias. And that's really, the point isn't, you know, where these came from. They're reputable. Trust me, these are reputable places, reputable sites. And I'm going to go through five situations that I saw and the players that were taken 
I won't give a ton of narrative, well, a little bit of narrative, but we'll just we'll just talk about the players. So in one of these drafts, the Packers stayed at 22 and 28. The pick at 22 was receiver Traylon Burks, and the pick at 28 was linebacker George Karloftis. Not awful. Traylon Burks, I don't know if he's a lot of people's first choice at receiver. I think a lot of people right now are starting to get really heavy set on it either being Jamison Williams or Chris Olave. And the interesting thing with those two names is that it seemed pretty likely that the Packers were going to have a shot at one of the, at least one of those two, even if they stayed at 22. And now it seems like if they don't tra- if they don't trade up into the top 15, neither of those two may be available. Now, both of those guys might fall and they may end up with a great shot at, at one of them. We've seen that happen before, but this is where the mock drafts get everybody all worked up and riled up. So that that mock has Traylon Burks and George Karloftis. Okay. All right. Two names that we know. Not surprising. All right. Sounds good. The next draft had the Packers trade the 22nd pick for the 29th pick and more early day two picks. And I'm only going to do the, the first round scenario here, but at 28 in this draft, Chris Olave was still available. So the Packers take Chris Olave and they end up taking with the 29th pick one pick later. They had two picks in a row. They picked David Ojabo, the linebacker who just hurt himself at the combine. Right, so there's a completely different draft right there. They end up with Alave at 28, where in this first draft, both Alave and Jamison Williams were gone by the 16th pick. All right, so there's scenario number two. Scenario number three, Packers stay at 22 and 28. At 22, it's Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver. At number 28, it's out, uh, offensive lineman Bernard Raymond. Right, so now they pick an offensive lineman, which is it, it's a, is a good pick in the first round. There's some positions where if you want to get yourself a good, solid player, you've got to pick them early. Offensive line can be one where you find a really big gem. The Packers have done pretty well with early picks. They've also found some great diamonds in the rough in the mid-rounds at offensive line. I mean, just look at, at their two guards right now, Royce Newman and John Runyon Jr., right? Fourth and beyond round. David Bakhtiari was a fourth-round pick. So, um, offensive lineman there. That's the third different draft. Completely different players, right? We haven't had any repeats yet. Well, okay, so that'll change a little bit here. In this next fourth one, the Packers stay at 22. They pick Karloftis at 22, the linebacker. Okay, impact player, edge rusher. Going to need that because Preston Smith's getting older. You're going to need somebody to run with Rashawn Gary at some point. And then the Packers end up trading into the 23rd pick. So they pick two slots in a row and they grab Chris Olave at 23. They somehow convince the Arizona Cardinals to trade with them. And I doubt the Cardinals would do that because they're, that, that franchise lives to torture me. And so I don't think we would be that fortunate. But Karloftis and Olave, two names that we've already heard. So there's a repeat there, okay? And then the last one, the last draft, they stay at 22 and 28. At 22, it's defensive tackle Devontae Wyatt. Big body up front defense. And George Pickens, 
at pick number 28. And Pickens more and more is sounding like a guy that I think the Packers may be able to maneuver and grab in the second round. I don't know that he's going to be a first-round pick. I think Pickens will end up being a day-two guy, and I think the Packers would have a real shot at him. So picking him at 28, the value is not great there. But it just goes to show you, look at these drafts. They're all over the place. you got everything from Traylon Burks to Chris Olave, which makes a ton of sense. George Karloftis is, is 28 in one draft, 22 in another. you got George Pickens moving up to the 28th pick. You just, you know... N- it just goes to show us that no one has a clue how this draft is actually going to go. There's there's so much smoke and mirrors. There's all sorts of things that are going on right now that are going to cause a lot of shakeups. And of course, on draft day, that's why everybody gets so freaked out. And that's why it's so newsworthy because we've had it drilled into our head that the draft is going to go one of four ways and it doesn't go any of those four ways. And GMs and head coaches are going to be smiling ear to ear and high-fiving in the draft room like they do every single year. And then a year from now, and even beyond that, we'll all be talking about how half of those high-fives and and big grins were meaningless because that player, said player, doesn't even play in the NFL anymore, or they didn't pan out. They should have taken whoever they actually drafted in the mid-rounds early, but they didn't. This is the draft. This is draft season. We do this every single year. And we have a week and a half more of this until at least round one is behind us. So hang in there, you know, get on there and do your own mock draft. I've done a couple. I mean, you know, once I get enough names in the back of my mind, then I'll go on and I'll, I'll do a couple of mock drafts just to see who's there, who's going to be there. But it's a simulator. I mean, trades are going to mess all that stuff up anyway. And you just, you never know what teams are going to do. You know, maybe are the Packers using Sammy Watkins as part of their, their smoke screen to try to, do something at receiver or maybe they, they think Watkins is going to be a bigger piece and, and maybe they don't take a receiver at all on day one. I, who knows? Your guess is as good as mine. I would just say just this is the most draft capital that, that they've had in any recent draft early on. So I would just stay ready. Keep your Twitter refresh finger in shape. And, you know, Game On Wisconsin will continue to have your coverage. You know, they've done a great job over there with all the draft profiles, the draft guide is there. Get yourself a copy. Packers-centric take on a lot of these top players. Jake Morley contributed to it. He's spent some time at the Senior Bowl. We'll have a few of our crew on the ground in Vegas for the draft. We'll have the breakdowns, reactions for you as always once that goes down. There'll be another quick slants between now and then. We'll see, see if anything happens over the next week that's newsworthy that may impact what happens it in round one but we're getting there we're getting close it's going to be a fun draft and then we move closer to next season the schedule will come out shortly after that then we can all scramble to pick the game or the games that we're going to go to try and get everything booked I mean it you know we had a little bit of a reprieve it was a little easier because there wasn't as many people traveling and now everyone's back at it it's a full bore full go hotels will be busy Tickets, air, you know, airfare, rental cars, all that kind of stuff. Just that's half the fun of this time of year is getting ready and, and getting ready for this next season. So I know I'll be be very excited once everything gets gets taken care of. But just wanted to, to go through. I mean, obviously, you know, could have picked a couple of more mock drafts there. And, and you know, I'll, I, the two players the Packers end up getting could be none of these guys at all, which wouldn't surprise me at all because... 
That's that's kind of what happens. Eric Stokes was not a big common name that a lot of people were throwing around last year in round one. Jordan Love was a name that was very, it was thrown around a little bit, but not much. And lo and behold, they end up taking him uh, two years ago. And then the year before that, of course, was, was Rashawn Gary. So hang on. Just hang on. The Packers are going to do something good. They're going to get this team ready and, and have it ready and competitive for the next couple of years. And I think we're going to frustrate the hell out of the rest of the NFC North who continue to hope and hope and hope that when Aaron Rodgers goes, that the Packers are bad. So that all us Packer fans can eat crow and live like they've lived however long you know that, 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 they, that they have because the Packers aren't going to be good anymore. And I can tell you right now, Packers fans' mentality is never going to be the same as the Vikings and the Bears because we've experienced success for a really long time now. And it's been so long since we've been bad that we've learned how to be good. They haven't figured it out yet. They have not figured it out yet. They've had some couple seasons that were sprinkled in there. And I know some very level-headed Bears fans and Vikings fans, trust me, they're not all crazy bad like Mike Florio. There's plenty of them out there, though. So I'm telling you right now, the way the Packers are set up right now, it's hard to watch guys like Devontae Adams leave and go out the door. But the result is going to be no rebuild. The Packers aren't going to have to completely reset. As much as people will tell you, oh, yes, they do. Yeah, they will. As soon as Aaron Rodgers leaves, they're screwed. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. Because they're going to have a really, really good defense. And if you don't, if, if you hand the keys over to an even capable quarterback that only has to score 21 points a game, and you've got good running game like A.J. Dillon, your offensive line is good, Packers are going to be fine. They're going to be absolutely fine. Not any worry at all. Okay, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Quick Science Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for riding along. Not as much to talk about this time of year, but that's a good thing. That means nothing crazy is happening at Green Bay, and they're getting ready for the draft, and that's the next big thing that's coming up next week. And so I'll have another show for you on Monday. As always, you can tweet at me, at Jason Perrone. Send me any ideas, thoughts, comments, topics you want to talk about. And if you enjoy the sound of my voice, I don't know why you would. Ha ha, I joke. I will be on the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast as well with Mark Eckel and Paul Brettel breaking down some more draft stuff this week. So feel free to get on over and listen to that show as well. Everybody, hope your week is off to a great start. Hope everybody who celebrates had a nice Easter weekend. It's warming up wherever you're at. As always, enjoy that warmer weather. Stay safe and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left. Cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 